Mikey, Charlie and Les Dowd are the hosts of Don't Worry, We Got You. The show that has you covered. Entertainment. Gaming. Music. Sports. Politics. And news in general for the GTA. Subscribe to our podcast at anchor.fm slash mind, way, down. And follow us on Instagram at mind, way, down. I'm Les Stout of the Team Podcast. And I am Mikey Charlie of the Trap Chat Alley Podcast. And together we are the co-hosts of Don't Worry, We Got You. The show that has you covered. Like brown on rice. Ah, nice. That's, that's shade. We are going to get go, into that. We're going to get to that a little, a little bit, bit later. That's okay. But what's up, Mike? How's your week? My week was pretty good. Intense? I cannot complain. Anything crazy happen? So, you know, we do our Monday playlist. Yep. But then we had a, we call it family dinner. It's a friend's dinner on Monday as well. And we just... Ran through the playlist. We went through the playlist plus. Like, plus. we were just throwing songs. You know when you got the aux cord? You just keep going? Yeah. DJ, so. DJ Mikey Charlie, which I'm going to call him now. Yes. We dropped a, a playlist, no school playlist, about a hundred songs. Yeah, and it was pretty thorough. It was there pretty, was... it was pretty legit. But what we did for this Music Monday is we put together a list of ten classic hip hop songs that you gotta listen to so you understand what hip hop was back in the day and what the art form was really about. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I'm gonna run through a few of them. Mike, you wanna go first? What's your favorite pick? Without looking. Well, the first one that came off the top of my mind was '93 Till Infinity. Yes, classic. And that sounds extremely dated, and it is, but... But it's Till Infinity. Right, so... So classic. it's never dated. It's dated, but it's never dated. Classic it's a classic, record. exactly. My first one I thought of was Pete Rock, CL Smooth, They Reminisce Over You. We call the record Troy. Yeah. Um, classic <laughs> sample. <laughs> yep. And if you guys didn't know, NBA Street Volume 2, video game, sorry, but that dropped as the intro track, and everyone was blown away by it. Um, Sick. Yeah. All right, you do one more, I'll do one more, and then... Um, I mean, I had, to, I had to go with my man Nas, you know? Yeah. The world is yours. Smile, the world smile, is yours. Smile. The world is yours. That was hot fire. Yep. And then... Off of the classic Illmatic album. Right. Yep. Five out of five. Five mics. Five mics. Five mics. And then I had to bring the ladies in on it. There's only one female track on the list. And here's that's, all... That's a travesty. There should have been more. No, no, no. Listen... We are doing the best of the best, not the best of equal, right? Anyway, the only <laughs> female record that made this playlist, I'm sure there's more when we expand it out. There but, were, even when we were yeah, playing. Yeah, we were yeah, playing them. But Queen Latifah, Unity, U-N-I-T-Y, yeah. is an absolute yeah. classic hip-hop track. If you want to know what hip-hop really means, um, that's one of the songs you got to listen to, and you'll feel it right away as soon as you hear it for the first time. Yo, so. the Queen, that was her day, she man. Was she, the, she was the queen. She had it. She had it. She had it going not, on. Not to say she doesn't have it still, but she but, had it yeah. back then. I'm, you know, I don't know if she does that anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, she does. She's on to other things. She's yeah, she's moved on. Um, anyways, guys, uh, the playlist is there. Please go and take a listen to it. If you are ever chilling at home and you want to listen to some classic music in general and the entire essence of what hip hop was, check it out and let us know what songs you would add to our playlist. Of They're course, because so this is a, a living playlist. All our playlists are living playlists. They're not finalized. Yep. We intend to add to them, and we want your input. So we can ha- add some of your favorites as well. And we just want you to listen to it. So that's why we got you with the playlist, right? Exactly. So take it in. So. So. We know about supercomputers. Yes. You know, this is the age of digital information and processing. Pr- everything is processing. Yep. Your phone has a processor. 
your microwave, everything has a processor nowadays. Yep, and it works. Soon we will have processors. Exactly. That's what I was thinking was. I don't want to. I don't want a processor, but let's be realistic. Probably gonna have processor. I would. I would like something that just handles all my information. Yeah. So all, all the time and my brain, not like something like not like <laughs> not my external. Phone. No, like something, something that's like internal. in my that. See, I don't know if I want that, but that's kind of the way things that's are where going. It's going. So what has Google done? Google has taken the step that a lot of companies have been trying to make, and they have reached what is called quantum supremacy. And I know that sounds like very Terminator, <laughs> Skynet it, it kind is, of it sounds like kind of thing. But um, basically, they have gotten a quantum computer to do something that it would take a supercomputer ten thousand years to do. The best supercomputer out there is called Summit, and it would take ten thousand years for that computer to determine a set of numbers that were truly random. But Sycamore, which is Google's quantum computer was able to do it in three minutes and 20 seconds. Three now, minutes and 20 seconds. And this is a supercomputer. It took it 10,000 years. Yeah. And what a supercomputer can do in 10 seconds, we can do it in probably like two years. So the, the actual calculations are insane. Now, for the regular folk that don't really understand, the fast computer can handle complex calculations in seconds. And how this relates to... As we know, we always talk about blockchain and how much we enjoy it, but we know that blockchain, um, basically, it's the ability to handle super sensitive information and transactions that are happening very quickly. Yes. Um, so blockchain consists of multiple calculations meet quickly to record every transaction of a specific currency or thing ever made. So everything is out in the open and available to computers for information or for people who want to do the research on it, no matter where it's coming from. Um, this quantum computer would enable, for instance, a digital currency to be used worldwide that can handle every single monetary transaction that's ever made consistently in seconds. So you'll have a quick update to what someone's buying no matter where in the world. So you have a real-time, up-to-date, live feed of how much a currency is worth, how much you have of it, and where of it's going where. So um, yeah. huge event. Yeah, there's a lot of potential applications, obviously, for a quantum computer. Right now, it's in its infant stages. The task determining if the uh, numbers are random, that was something that was specifically designed for that computer because it's not it's as advanced as... no. It's, a, it's still a ways off the technology. It's not like we're going to be using this in two years. Yeah. Well, you know? Yeah. But there's still a lot to be hashed out, but this is like the first baby step the break towards to getting to yeah. where that is. Exactly. Okay. If people want to read more about it, do you have a place with an article? We have some links. We're going to post it on our Twitter and we will also put it on the Instagram. Yeah. But very like high level, like basic level, there's an article in Forbes. You type it in on Forbes, Quantum Computer Sycamore, and it's yeah. going to give you a great breakdown of everything and how it works. So we'll make sure we get that posted up for you guys. Yeah. Is it time to get into it? Yeah. You know what? It's time. Let's do it. You know what? Let's Here, do it. Here's start with. I mean, with, I know this was a long time ago, but. What's, I mean, a very long time ago. Bro. Here's, here's my thing. Okay. Well, first, let's break it down. Justin Trudeau, pictures were ex exposed of him, I guess. Um dressing up as Aladdin, I got brown face, and then black face at different places. Now, Justin was a drama major okay. in college, in high school? some At some point. Okay. During his education. So career. this was from uh, 2000, 
2001. So think of when, like, Dr. Dre dropped 2001, the album. Right? Think of, like, just after Kurt Cobain passed away. It's from back I'm, then. I'm going to say 911. 9-11. 9-11? Yeah, think of 9-11. That's probably the most accurate. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, think of those times. So those are times when these pictures were taken and these things were done. And here we are now in 2019, and it's coming up. Here's mm-hmm. my thing, Mike. What's your thing? In 2015, these pictures existed. Why did no one care in 2015? That's a good question, actually. I know why. Why? Because it wasn't offensive in 2015. Did you watch White Chicks? <laughs> yep. Okay. Did you yeah. think it was offensive? Nope. Did you watch that, the Chappelle show? I, I definitely watched that. Did, did you think that was offensive? No. no. That's funny. There's a few more examples. Um, two on food. Mm-hmm. People have dressed up and painted their skin for a very long time. Yes. Now, the definition of blackface, because brownface isn't actually a thing. Let's let's yeah. let's okay. start. Brownface is not a thing. When people brought that up, that's media trying to make people get sucked into a situation. And I don't know. Blackface though was the act of an actor back in. Um, yeah, Jim whatever. Crow times. Yeah, okay, fifties, forties. They were dressing up and acting as slaves, essentially, and they were painting their face, and then they were painting their lips red or white, and exaggerating the size of the lips. Right, size of the lips, size of the ears, and they were speaking in derogatory language to insult colored people. That's what blackface was. It was the actual art. Of dressing they were, up. They were portraying or more accurately misportraying. Yes. In theater, by the way. Yes. So my stance is that what Justin did was not blackface by any means necessary. It wasn't brownface because there was no brown face. Was it wrong? Maybe. But no one cared about it as of four years ago. So to bring out something from 20, 2001 and 2019... And say it was wrong back then, when in 2015 we didn't say it was wrong, no one said it was wrong when he did it, can we really hold him accountable today? I think you can hold him accountable, but at the same time, I know what you're saying. Things are different. It's, it's, this is a very, it's a very thin line here. Mm-hmm. So, yes, he is wrong. He was wrong for doing it. Right. But at the same time, what you're saying is basically it was, it was more socially acceptable than it is today. Yes. Which again, that's a very it's a very dangerous line to be on, but I do understand your point. I, here's my thing is in twenty fifteen when he ran the first time, those pictures were there. If everyone yeah. cared, it would have came out. Yeah. And I feel I feel that his team knew that somebody had these pictures and I think they got ahead of it and they released it themselves, to right, be honest. Before because before it came. Yeah, because if you think about it, like the way when it was released is a little bit premature. Ideally, if you were an opposing party and you had these photos. You drop it the photos. week before the election. Exactly. Yeah, make exactly. sure that's Well, yeah, I guess so. But like, there's there's a lot of people on different sides of the fence of this, and I, I totally yeah. understand it. Yeah, it's a I'm very just, touchy subject. Right. But if you look at what like Trudeau's done for immigrants, or if you look at the time when he's dressing up in garb and doing dances with his entire family and how he believes about immigration and, and all those other things, you can't really say he's a racist. You could say he's insensitive to an issue, but I mean, that was 20 years ago. If we did something last week, then I can be like, yeah, man, he's being insensitive. I don't think he'd make a mistake like that today. 
Yeah, but also if you think about it, what about when people dress up in those fat suits or you know something like that? Would yeah. that that's going down a whole the same sure. type of hill, right? Yeah, totally different. Same, well, same rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I don't know where you guys will go to find more information on that, but we do want to hear opinions on. Do you guys let us know what you guys think? I'm on the, I guess, support Justin's side. Mike's somewhere in the middle. I think. Are you in this case <laughs> undecided? No, I mean, he has to be accountable, but at the same time, I don't think he should be crucified for it. That's right. what I think. You that's know what? my sense. That's a great, that's a better stance than mine. <laughs> I should have said Come that. Come on, man. Hold, hold strong to your stance. I should have said that. So let me know about some of these promises that these parties, these, I want to hear some outrageous promises. It's already begun. Yes. So what happens is, guys, they call an election. Everyone randomly invents a whole bunch of different crazy I'm going promises. To do this. And they want to fix to do this. the country overnight, which, you know. That's great if it happens, but 99% of the time, guess what? It doesn't happen. So let's start at the beginning. The conservatives, which, you know what? I'll be honest, kind of like the platform. Plan for home affordable ownership. Loosening the mortgage qualification stress test for first-time home buyers. Great. Reintroduce the 30-year mortgage. Great. Started inquiry into money laundering and real estate. Could be great. And uh, make surplus federal land available for housing developments. Those are good things. Hmm. Here's where we went overboard. Andrew Scheer has also announced that by canceling $1.5 billion in corporate welfare, he'll redirect the money back into the Canadian pockets with a series of tax cuts. Tax cuts, eh? $1.5 billion. Tax cuts. I love tax cuts. Right? Let's hear about these That's tax the cuts. Removing the GST from heating. Make maternity benefits tax-free. Okay. A public transit tax would apply at tax time to any transit pass allowing for unlimited travel within Canada. What so, does that mean? So, like, you say you want to take the GO train or you want to take the, um, the Via Rail across the country. Uh-huh. You get a credit on that for unlimited travel. Universal tax cut within the lowest income tax bracket and a children's fitness tax credit. So, if your kid plays soccer, for instance, mm-hmm. you can take 25 bucks off your taxes for it. Here's the thing. billion you're going to take from corporations? Do you think they're going to stand for that? Yeah, no. And that's the people that he's backing. Yeah. Yeah, let's just take their money back. And then what? That's not going to happen. I mean, I know you're not going to do that already. Today. Yeah, we know. Today. Come on. That's not happening. Let's be real. Some of the other stuff, like a $75 tax bracket, okay. You know, don't tax maternity leave people. Maybe you shouldn't do that in the first place. Mm -hmm. Anyway, let's go with the incumbents, the liberals. They have their own stuff going too. Uh, series of promises from the liberals. This is their home affordability stuff. And expensive ridings, including Toronto, the maximum eligible home price to qualify for the first time home buyer credit would raise 769000 up from 505000 Yeah, yeah Toronto they, they needs something like that. I think that makes sense. A 1% national housing speculation tax on vacant homes owned by non-resident non-Canadians. Tracking foreign ownership through Statistics Canada and the Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation. Ah, see, like, you're not going to do that. But what does that mean? So they basically want to know how many of the homes are owned by foreign investors. So uh, people from China, people from right. Europe that are buying Canadian real estate. And they're going to tax them because they don't have anyone living in that house or they're Airbnb'd out. But how would they not know that? They should know that. But the extra tax on them, that's just going to make them stop buying the homes, which means half the houses won't be sold, which means... The whole market was slowed down across the country. Well, I think, but I think they're trying to make it more affordable for people who are here that are actually looking for houses. That'd be great. But if you you have a house, do you want to make less money on it? No. It's just one of those. 
Yeah, well, it's good for some people. And it's not good for, for some people. Exactly. You don't want to hurt the people that have the money and they're investing in the country. And then that kind of tax, it kind of limits on that. Anyway, uh, for daily life, no tax on the first 15000 of income. You earn up to $167,000 a year, which is great. That helps a lot. Now, here's the one that kills me. Hmm. Cut cell phone bills by 25%. Yeah, baby. Like, <laughs> where did that come from? Was he just sitting at home when he thought of it in the middle that of like, great. oh, That's my like, gosh. That was like the buck of beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's his buck. That is Justin's buck of beer. That oh, is great. Man. I'll just do a few of these ones. Child care tax cuts. Create 250,000 child care spots for children under 10. That would be great, obviously. Can you do it? Fantastic. Probably not. Like, you know, like it's random. They would have done it already if they could. Introduce an extra 15 weeks of leave for adoptive parents. And the top of 35 weeks covered by EI for adoptive parents. So if you adopt a kid, you get your full 50 weeks. That's pretty fair as well. Yeah. Case in point here, like, listen, you already had four years to do all these things. Why are you saying you're going to do it now? That's politics. I guess so. That's Did, is he holding back? Is that what you're trying to say? You have to save some for when it matters when you're so. trying to get back guess, in the office. Hey, you can't have this, Canada. We're going to give this to you only if you reelect me. Bring me back and I'll give you these you have other to give things. give them incentives to reelect. That is crazy. Okay. NDP. Making housing more affordable. Rent subsidies up to 5000 for families paying more than 30% of their pre-tax income toward housing, which is like everybody. So, wild. Mm-hmm. Waiving federal GST, HST on affordable housing construction. Reintroducing the 30-year mortgage. So I think that's going to happen no matter what, which is yeah, good. Yeah, it seems like yeah. that's where we're heading. Doubling the home buyer's tax credit to $1,500, which is crazy. The thing about the end, like, where is that money going to come from? That's a good question. Everyone well, buys a house, you can double the I money think, back? I think the NDP's stance is basically taking from the, the large corporations, taxing them more, yep. and then funneling that money. They're like the Robin Hood of, of the Robin Canadian politics. Of politics. Basically, uh, for workers, give seasonal employees an extra five weeks to bridge the gap between EI and seasonal work. That's extra government money yeah. for EI. Extend sick benefits to 50 weeks and start a pilot project for workers with recurring disabilities. Okay. Give parents the option to take shorter leave at higher income replacement late. That's pretty good as well. Mm-hmm. Allow self-employed people to opt into parental leave. How does that work? You make up a job for yourself, and you can just like take leave based on that job. But how you are you going to get paid? EI is going to cover that. But even though you didn't put any money into it. That's an interesting concept. Well, that I'm, seems kind of quantum-like. Quantum-y. Last, I have the Green Party. Okay, The Green Party wants to close tax loopholes that benefit the wealthy. Do they? Yeah, they would like to. They would like to end the offshore tax dodging by giving the Canada Revenue Agency funding tools to chase tax dodgers. Interesting. Right. Eliminate all fossil fuel subsidies. Yeah, it sounds very green. Force e-commerce companies like Amazon, Google, and Uber to register locally and pay sales tax. Um, yeah. That realistically, thing. that would not happen because they would be out of the country. Yeah, that's the first. Um, it's it's a nice idea. Yep. But realistically, um, number two, increase corporate tax rates from fifteen percent to twenty-one percent. Hmm. Yeah. For housing, building new units. So they, you know, everyone's going to try that. Create a Canada co-op housing strategy to promote co-op living. Eliminate the first-time homebuyer grant, which I don't know if that's going to work. Restore tax incentives for building rental housing and creating a tax covenant for gifting lands for the creation of affordable housing. So the Green Party, they have a mandate. I'm going to leave it there. There's more. Lots more. Lots course. more. Every day there seems to be an announcement. Oh, I have an announcement. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do an extra. To stay on top of it, I think that we have a very good uh, place. Uh, City News. 
Toronto uh-huh. is very non-biased. Mm-hmm. So you can go on there and get what every party's saying, just straight up, straight from their mouths, and you can make a sound judgment from there. That is my recommended place that you go. I guess you got to check it every day at the election because things keep changing that they're saying. Every day. It's important to find out exactly what the platforms are, what each party stands for, so you can make an informed decision. And go out and vote. And decide who is going to represent you both in your riding and nationally. Make sure you're informed. We're going to double back from a topic from last week. We're going to come back to the QP strike for one quick second. Just to clarify, the strike, the one that's impending, is involving not the teachers themselves, but it's the members of the Canadian Union of Public Employees, SCUPI. It would be the custodians, the clerical staff, educational assistants, ECE educators, librarians, and food service workers. Is that everyone who's not a teacher or principal? It's a lot of the support staff. Okay. Pretty much, yes. Yeah. So as of September 30th, they will be in a legal position to strike. As for now, they're not planning to go on a full strike. They're planning to start with work to rule. That would mean that custodians would stop cleaning hallways and office areas, stop uh, doing groundwork outside, which would be cutting grass and shoveling snow. Clerical staff would be instructed not to supervise student uh, administrator medication or perform lice checks. Uh, Don't maintain or fix any issues with photocopiers and any equipment such as that. Educational assistants would be advised not to begin class unless a teacher is present and not to prepare materials of any kind for classes. ECE workers would be expected to stop accepting teacher assignments and not prepare any materials for a class outside of paid work hours. And also they'd only be supervising the kindergarten students in the program and only helping students in their own classes to use the bathrooms. You're going to say something. There's some good ones in there. <laughs> Let's start with food service workers being told to prepare yeah. only one menu item per day. Yeah. Talk about torture. Remember the cafeteria back in the yeah. day? Yeah. Remember the spicy fries? Yeah, I got the fries and you had like the chicken strips or whatever. So they you know? one option. You're going to go yeah, in there. Yeah, burger, like, like, a, like some sort of a burger. Yeah, you know? like, you know, everything was. Now it's going to be like, you got French fries today. Yeah. What? French fries. Fries like, and gravy. Yeah. No gravy, just French fries. Only one menu <laughs> item. <laughs> That's sad, man. The other one, clerical staff is not fixing paper jams. If <laughs> you print something and the jams, they just walk away. That's crazy. Yep. Imagine running a school and you go to gym class and the change room is just like nasty. Because no one goes and like cleans it. Though the janitors aren't even sweeping the halls. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, this is going to be go, crazy. That's going to go down south really quick. They are not going to have a good time. Yeah. So, again, you need to check out our Twitter and Instagram, our social medias for links on how you can read up on that situation and see where that's going. We're going to send the full list. We're going to give you the full list of stuff. And you're going to be like, what? They're not doing anything. I've actually talked to a few of my friends that are in the teaching profession, either as a teacher or a teacher's assistant. The teachers and the assistants and so on seem pretty united in that things need to change. There'll be a lot of support. Yeah. So hopefully things change for the better before they change for the worse. Before their kids are just like, I'm not going to school, it's gross. And yeah. Then, which I think is going to happen right away. Just by the way, I'm, I'm telling you, the first time the kids go into school and there's like stuff on the floor, is going to get cleared. They're going to be like, I'm not going to school. Yeah. You have kids that aren't in school and it's going to be a huge problem. Anyway. Speaking of not going to school. Yeah. <laughs> tomorrow, or I, I, so, I suppose it would be today if you're listening to the podcast. Tomorrow, yeah. Should be happening online. right now. Yeah. 
the climate strike in Toronto is organized for tomorrow or for Friday, starting at 11 a.m., I believe. Going to be starting at Queens Park, and they're going to be making a loop going down Bay Street, west on Queen, and then back up Queens Park via University Avenue. There's a lot of speakers that will be attending. There's a lot of First Nations, Indigenous speakers, and a lot of students will be Leaving school. Don't just leaving. Yeah, basically, uh, there are some educators that are actually allowing their students to miss school to participate in in this demonstration. And honestly, it's a pretty important demonstration, especially for their generation. You know, it's the future of the planet that they're concerned about. So they want their voices to be heard. They have something to say. A few days ago, there was a A girl, girl, yeah, that spoke in front of... I just saw it on Instagram because, like, the church or, like... I think it was United Nations. She was extremely emotional yes about it and she was she was going ham basically she went ham and it went viral yeah. and here's the result i guess yeah i think they're fed up at this point they they need something to change the the climate situation is in a dire position a lot of scientists are saying we're nearing the point of no return yep so hopefully something will come of this we'll see well no i feel about it you don't care <laughs> no, you know what it's not it's not that i don't care it's not that i don't care Here's here's my here's my fight. Here's my here's my gripe. Yeah. How long has the world been here? Billions of years. Do you think that yes, we Yes, I think so. Okay. <laughs> Continue your thought. My the the self-importance that human beings actually have is like lights out. If asteroid can hit the planet and all of us would be dead and the world would still be here. You made the bang on point. That is the point. It's not even that the world will die. It's we will die. Yeah, we're going to yeah. kill ourselves. We're going to die first. That's, what, that's really what it is. We could do our damn near best to destroy this place. It's not going And anywhere. it'll just reset itself. Remember, as you said, it's a, a scale of billions of years. Yeah, it'll, 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 it'll take whatever, 100,000 years for the yeah. earth to regenerate itself. But what's 100,000 years to a billion years? They, we might not be here. Yeah, we, 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 we may not be here. We won't be the here. The world's going to be that, here. You know, no... I, I like that you touched on that because I remember... Quite a while ago, I heard someone talking about, we're always saying, oh, save the planet, save the planet. Yeah. It's not about saving the planet. Save us. Save yourselves. Save us. The planet is good. The planet is laughing. The planet is like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Eventually, eventually we're going to reset and it will be good. And then it'll be fine. No, we're trying to save ourselves. As long as we think, this is self-preservation. This is not the the planet will be fine. Yes. But um, yeah, so kids are skipping school tomorrow, basically, and they're going to go route for climate change. I'm not sure if half of them are going to care about this. Uh, yeah, I mean, some are just skipping. Skipping just school skip, is but... skipping school, but it's an important topic, and yeah. we should be making, like, working on making it better. To be honest, I think that we, as a world, have not figured out the ways to reverse or to, to you know, um, stem put the, an effect on climate yeah. change. I also think that the world probably just gets hotter and hotter over time, and then we have like a fire time, well, like I it's think, colder and colder. We have I think ice there's time. natural. There's natural. Yeah climate change and we're accelerating it because I, yes due to just being here we're accelerating which means that guess what needs to go guys we do yeah yeah well, that was a rough conversation to have huh sorry man. just yeah sorry Your world time is almost time up. is running up okay so a quick flip we're just gonna run back into a little little tech netflix is in trouble in trouble a little bit of trouble i love netflix man why, why are they in trouble here's the most important thing disney's coming Mm, Disney Plus. Right? Disney Plus is coming and let's Disney Plus Disney owns a lot of stuff in case you guys they own Star they Wars. They own the world. Marvel. They, they, they're the world that they're the reason Disney, why the world's gonna go extinct. Right. Well, the, the people of the world, I should say. Yeah. So um 
what's happening is you're having key competitors coming into the streaming service network where Netflix dominated for a, a decade, a basically. They had yeah. a decade of, of domination and now Disney's popping in. So Getting some serious competition now. In the beginning, Netflix already as a company loses money because they spend a lot of money producing original content, which they then show us, and we're already paying for it. So they can't make any more money on top of what we're paying until they raise the prices. So Netflix already, for me, for instance, is $60.99 a month. How much more am I going to pay for it? Then it's almost like cable. <laughs> I, right? I was thinking about that too. Yeah, exactly. Disney Plus is coming into the game at $8.99 a month. Okay. At $8.99 a month, all the kids' movies that children love are going to be on there, and they're taking them off of Netflix. Netflix, as a whole, could still win the war, but if they lose 20 to 30% market share, they may not be able to survive. So Netflix is in a situation where they have to spend more money to create content, but they don't know where they're going to get new subscribers to pay for that new content. They're going to borrow more money. This company is already almost a billion dollars in debt. So you're what? saying no more Netflix? No, they, they lost 30% since the end of, um, of June on their stock price, okay? Mm -hmm. My question to you is, is this the end for Netflix or do you think they have to change how they do business? Oh, they'll definitely have to adapt. I mean, I think companies hopefully by now have realized that since the turn of the century, the way year after year, like things are completely different. If you don't adapt, if you don't evolve, then you're going down. Look at what happened with BlackBerry... Yep. Look at eBay. Blockbuster. Uh, Blockbuster. Yeah, there's so many companies that were slow to adapt. They're like, oh, no, we're good with what we have. No, no, no. But you have to always be moving forward and thinking of the next thing. So what is possibly the next thing for them? Disney's coming. Apple's coming. Apple TV is the other one. Apple TV Plus is going to be a TV service based on your Apple TV that you have or your Apple devices that you're sitting on. Streaming from that will be easy. And guess what? It's also going to be cheap. I think Netflix has to... Join with Google. That's what I think. That's the only way. You just so. you made one statement. It's like you have to sell your soul, <laughs> or it's hey, over. I, I, yeah, I think just at the position that they're at. Yep. I think that that's so that's the most logical thing in my mind. You know what? They might have to just pull out of the North American market altogether. Just so you're saying go overseas. Just go to Asia so and go to explain, India. Explain your train of thought. So my train of thought is. Uh, the American population is almost half a billion people. Canada's 30 million don't really count as a number. In India, for instance, India, the country is a billion people. Asia, the continent, China itself, uh, I guess China would have their own service. But there's more people there, the Europe market. If you're creating content that caters to the larger market of actual people, and you can charge them a lower amount and make the same money that you're making in America. I mean, that can be extra money. So you could just have, okay, now go Netflix, strictly India, and build a full set of content in order to pull in their subscribers. And you could build a clientele of five, 600 million people. And then you'll have the money to survive in this industry. Because right now, I don't think Apple's going to go there. And I don't think that Disney is going to start creating strictly Bollywood type content. You know what I find funny about Netflix? What? Their entire service is based on Amazon Web Services. And yep. Amazon obviously has Prime, yep. which is like a one of the major competitors. So having your major competitor like holding your information, that's that kind of it's kind of funny to me. Yeah, but the one thing about Amazon is they they want to be so global that they're just like you use our service too. So like when you think of Amazon Prime Video, it's virtually an add-on. Right. If you get Prime, you can't really buy yeah. Prime. You just have yeah. Amazon Prime. Yeah. You get ex it's extra. 
Yeah. That's how much money they have. They yeah. give you an extra Netflix like service, mm-hmm. right? So Netflix runs business too, and they're like, perfect. We want Disney to come through us as well. We want Apple to come through us as well because we're a bigger echelon as Amazon. Amazon's one of my favorite companies, actually. Yeah, the web service is uh, is actually like a lot deeper than the the, the shopping service. Yep, I have People a cloud running right now. To be honest with you, uh, it's doing my work for me right now while I do this podcast. So, shout out <laughs> to Amazon Web Services. It's awesome. All right. Before we get out of here, I have to say it. Shut up, Clay. <laughs> Shut up, Clay Thompson. Wait, wait. I know, I know. Why are you so bad? What are you doing here? I know it sounded kind of... That was upset. ...out of of nowhere. He came from out of nowhere, too. He came, he said, oh, we would have won if I did not get injured. Like, come on, Clay. Come on, Clay. Come on, man. Come on, Clay. That's the oldest excuse in the book. It really was. Well, I mean, he really did get injured. Yeah. But, I mean, anyone could say, oh, I would have won if... Of course. You know what? Kevin Durant didn't say that. The thing about Clay, and I, I really like him. You know, I like him. But he's out right now and he's hurt and he's saying stuff because I feel like he got some money. He didn't get a chance to be a free agent like he was supposed to. Mm-hmm. He had to take that deal that was sitting in front of him. And now he's got a whole year to run his mouth. I was hearing he may be out for a, a good portion of the next season. They too. told him to set out two years. They said to fully recover from the injury, but he's not going to do that. That's not Clay Thompson. He should have sat out when he had the hamstring injury. And that's what led to his ACL. Yeah. Well, he didn't that's why maybe he should consider at least taking a... Portion of well, see how it goes yeah. into next summer. I think that guy's playing Christmas next, next year. Christmas. No, I think, <laughs> this guy, I think this guy's playing Christmas Day game. That guy's playing. All right. That's that's the kind of player. I think that's the kind of guy he's going to play the court so he, bad. I I have to admit it, man. He's tough. Even when he got injured yeah. <laughs> during the playoffs, he came back and tried to play. Yeah, he thought he was shooting his foul shots and stuff. Yeah, these guys. Um, but yeah, you're right. Shut up, Clay. Yeah. Shut up. You yeah. lost. Yeah, Sucker. Raptors are the champions. Period. And hey, you guys won because Kevin Love was injured uh, was. a few years back. Oh, so was what Kyrie if, Irving. What if he wasn't injured? What if Kyrie wasn't won. injured? Because huh? the next year, guess who won? Exactly. Anyway. Exactly. Before we get out of here, when the Raptors season starts, are they no longer the champs? Or are they still a champ no, all this year until there's new champs? They're the, win- the reigning champs. Until there's new champs. Until they win again. Okay. And then they'll still be the champs. Okay. That's all right. But basically, they're, they're the reigning champs. All right. Okay. Um, you know what? Last flash. Next Music Monday, what's our playlist going to be? And we never talked about this, so Mikey's on the spot here. I'm on the spot. You really are. All right. You know what? I think we got, we got to slow it down for the ladies. So that we're going to set the mood okay. for the ladies. I think we're going to do that. Okay. You put me on the spot. Okay. All right. With that, I guess we're out, man. That This has been Don't Worry, We Got You. You know who I am. I'm Mikey Charlie. And I'm Les Stout. And we are out. Don't Worry, We Got You can be heard on anchor.fm slash mindwaydown and on Parkdale Radio. Interact and contact us via Instagram and Twitter at mindwaydown. 